RTHK News. It's one o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. The headlines, the government defends its decision to delay suspending use of the BioNTech vaccine yesterday. North Korea launches two suspected ballistic missiles from its northeastern coast and Facebook blocks a group of mainland hackers who tried to spy on Uyghur activists, journalists and dissidents. The government has admitted it was notified about BioNTech vaccine issues before vaccination centres opened yesterday, but said it needed time to gather more information before suspending the use of the jab. It's come under criticism for announcing a halt more than an hour after Macau authorities did the same, resulting in people turning up for jabs in vain. The official in charge of the inoculation programme, Patrick Nip, said authorities had to find out more about reports of faulty packaging and its effect on vaccine safety before heeding the request from the drug company to stop using one batch of the vaccines. William Choi, the president of the Society of Hospital Pharmacists, denies the government was slow to act, despite yesterday revealing that on-site pharmacists at vaccination centres had reported up to 60 cases of packaging defects since the programme began a week ago. He told RTHK it was up to drug companies to react to product complaints. This is entirely up to the drug company decision because according to the international practice, if the product campaign reached a certain level, the drug company will decide whether to suspend the use of the vaccine. It's not the government. The government is very passively to follow their decision. And all these precautionary measures are not related to the quality. So I think this is just a safety measure. Public exam candidates will be getting text messages about their results this year as part of a series of special measures amid the pandemic. The Exams and Assessment Authority says the message sending is a trial programme and candidates will still need to get their official results slips. Its public exams director is Ricardo Mack. So we think that all people in Hong Kong have their own smartphones or at least a mobile phones. And that's why SMS is very effective way to disseminate the results to the students so that they can know the results immediately and just change the choices for universities at the right time. And uh, after thorough examinations, we find that SMS is the most effective way. And that's why we try to run a trial run this year. And hopefully, if the user's feedback is good and the, uh, technically it is feasible, then we can continue to use these uh, measures in the coming year. The authority says if candidates are subject to compulsory COVID testing, they can't go to exam venues unless they get a negative test. If candidates cannot make the exam in time, their scores will be assessed by the authority, but the maximum score they could get would be five, the third highest level achievable. Japan says North Korea has fired two ballistic missiles into the sea. The Japanese Prime Minister Yoshihide Suga denounced the launches as a threat to peace and security. Here's the BBC's Laura Becker. This is North Korea's second weapons test in just a few days. On Sunday, Pyongyang launched two short-range weapons, most likely artillery or cruise missiles, which the US president described as business as usual. But this latest ballistic missile launch is a clear violation of United Nations sanctions and could prove harder for Mr Biden to shrug off. His administration is carrying out a review of its North Korean policy to try to find a way to persuade the regime to give up its growing nuclear arsenal. The social media giant Facebook says it's blocked a group of hackers in China who tried to spy on Uyghur activists, journalists and dissidents living abroad by infecting their devices with malicious software. Facebook said the group is known as Earth Impuser or Evil Eye. Here's the BBC's Gordon Carrera. 
The tactics they allegedly used included setting up malicious websites that look like popular Uyghur and Turkish news sites and creating fake Facebook profiles posing as journalists, students or human rights advocates to build trust with people and trick them into clicking on a malicious link. This would then allow their computers to be infected, enabling surveillance of their online activities. This is not the first time this group has been accused of acting in this way. Facebook says it has blocked websites, taken down accounts and notified the activists, journalists and dissidents who it believed had been targeted. The American Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, has reassured allies that the US won't force them into making an us-or-them choice over China. In a speech at NATO headquarters in Brussels, he said China represented a threat. But Mr Blinken stressed the value of allies collaborating strategically on certain issues. There's no question that Beijing's coercive behaviour threatens our collective security and prosperity and that it is actively working to undercut the rules of the international system and the values we and our allies share. But that doesn't mean that countries can't work with China where possible, for example, on challenges like climate change and health security. Mr Blinken also cited recent joint sanctions on Beijing over human rights abuses in Xinjiang and advocated a broad partnership to develop an alternative to China's 5G technology. The US Vice President Kamala Harris is to lead efforts with Mexico and some Central American countries to try to stem the flow of migrants into the United States. She says there's a huge problem with a sharp rise in unaccompanied children trying to cross the border from Mexico. Speaking at the White House, Ms. Harris said collaboration was key to addressing the issue. We will collaborate with Mexico and other countries throughout the Western Hemisphere. And as part of this effort, we expect that we will have collaborative relationships to accomplish the goals the president has and that we share. Needless to say, the work will not be easy, but it is important work. It is work that we demand and the, and the people of our countries, I believe, need to help stem the tide that we have seen. Britain and the European Union say they'll work together to try to resolve a dispute over access to coronavirus vaccines. In a joint statement, they said they would seek a deal to increase supplies for both sides. Véronique Trier-Lenoir is a French MEP and sits on the European Parliament's Public Health Committee. What we need to come to a win-win agreement is first reciprocity. UK has never shipped one milligram of vaccines to Europe, whereas Europe has sent 10 million Pfizer doses to UK. So we need to share a common good. The number of people who've died of COVID-19 in Brazil has surpassed 300,000. The country is struggling to contain the rapid spread of the virus. Brazil's daily fatality count has more than tripled since the start of the year. President Jair Bolsonaro has announced a special committee to deal with the crisis. Congresswoman Tabata Amaral represents Sao Paulo. She said it was too little, too late. We are by far in the worst moment of the pandemic here in Brazil. We have different COVID variants that are spreading really fast. We still don't have a decent vaccination plan. And we are talking about a president who has been speaking for an entire year against vaccines, against the use of masks, against social distancing, and who only yesterday, after an entire year, announced he's going to create a crisis committee. 
Virginia has become the first southern U.S. state to abolish the death penalty. The Democratic governor, Ralph Northam, signed the bill into law. He said capital punishment had been applied disproportionately to black people and a flawed legal system had too often led to mistakes. We can't give out the ultimate punishment without being 100% sure that we're right. And we can't sentence people to that ultimate punishment knowing that the system doesn't work the same for everyone. Ending the death penalty comes down to one fundamental question, one question. Is it fair? Virginia is second only to Texas in the number of people it's executed. It's the 23rd state to outlaw capital punishment. An ally of Alexei Navalny says he's seriously concerned about what he described as a sharp deterioration in the health of the jailed Russian opposition figure. The BBC's Danny Eberhard reports. Alexei Navalny is serving time at a penal colony some hundred kilometres east of Moscow. One of his associates, Leonid Volkov, posted on social media that Mr Navalny had reported experiencing sharp back pain and numbness in one of his legs. He said he'd only been given two anti-inflammatory pills. His lawyers say they weren't allowed to see him when they tried to visit today. Given Mr Navalny's complex recovery from poisoning with a Novichok nerve agent, any reported deterioration in his health will cause alarm. The prison authorities are yet to comment. The Olympic torch is starting its four-month journey around Japan as it heads to Tokyo for the delayed opening ceremony of the 2020 Summer Games. Members of the Japanese national women's football team use the Olympic flame flown in from Greece to light the torch. It's leaving from the site of the 2011 quake and tsunami at Fukushima. The BBC's Rupert Wingfield Hayes is there. There are no cheering crowds here in Fukushima. There are only invited school children and the media. And we have all had to have health checks in order to come in here. And on the route today and for the next few weeks, people are being told not to gather in large crowds, not to cheer the flame. Uh, and then there is the games themselves. We now know the decision has been made that no international spectators are going to be allowed to come here to Japan to watch the games. That is a huge disappointment for Olympic fans and for Japan, but it is the reality of holding an Olympics during a global pandemic. The head of the electric car maker Tesla, Elon Musk, says customers can now use Bitcoin to buy his vehicles in the United States. Mr Musk said Tesla would hold payments in the digital currency itself. Bitcoin's value fluctuates, often quite wildly, so the price of a Tesla would change day to day. Slumping tech firms have dragged the Hang Seng Index lower after the top US securities regulator adopted measures that could remove some foreign companies from American stock exchanges. The Hang Seng Tech Index fell as much as 5% in early trade and was last down 2.5%. That weighed on the Hang Seng Index, which fell by almost 1.5%. Hong Kong shares of companies with US listings were hard hit, with JD.com down 4.8%, Alibaba down more than 5% and NetEase down more than 4%. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 27,931. That's 20 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $120 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 108.94 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 18 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 64 cents. Now with the sports news, here's Adam Chung.
The Olympics torch has started its four-month journey around Japan as it heads to Tokyo for the delayed opening of the 2020 Summer Games on July the 23rd. Spectators were barred from the departure ceremony over ongoing fears about the coronavirus, but organizers hope the relay, which will crisscross Japan and involve 10,000 runners, will build excitement and enthusiasm. Tokyo 2020 Chief Seiko Hashimoto said the flame was a ray of light at the end of the darkness. On to football now and qualification for next year's World Cup in Qatar. World number one Belgium came from a goal down to beat Wales 3-1 at home. Kevin De Bruyne, Torgan Azard, and Romelu Lukaku got the goals to give the Belgians a winning start. World Cup holders France were held to a one-all draw at home by Ukraine. Turkey recorded the upset of the day as Burak Yilmaz scored a hat trick in their 4-2 win over the Netherlands in Istanbul. There are more games tonight, including England versus San Marino at Wembley. The visitors are the lowest-ranked nation in the world and have never won a competitive match. England boss Gareth Southgate says his team will not be underestimating their opponents. We've already seen Holland have lost in Turkey. You know, Turkey are ranked lower than than Poland, for example, in our group. So. Last World Cup, Holland and Italy didn't get there. Big nations, so we've got to get these qualification games right. The former FIFA president Sepp Blatter has seen his ban from football for breaches of the ethics code extended for another six years and eight months. The BBC's Paul Serres reports. Football's world governing body FIFA has banned its former president Sepp Blatter from football until 2028, after giving him a new suspension of six years and eight months. Former FIFA, FIFA general secretary Jerome Valka has received a similar ban. The punishments are for various violations of FIFA's code of ethics. The new bans will start when their current suspensions end, from October this year for Blatter and from October 2025 for Valka. Both men have also been fined just. Over a million dollars each. To golf and Rory McIlroy's tee shot found the swimming pool on his way to a six and five defeat to Ian Poulter in his opening contest at the WGC Match Play Championship in Austin, Texas. McIlroy's wayward drive was one of a number of mistakes in his worst match play defeat since 2011. There were other upsets in the opening round. U.S. Open champion Bryson DeChambeau lost to the Frenchman Antoine Rosner. Justin Thomas was beaten by Matt Kuchar. And that's your look at sports. Thanks, Adam. And that is the news and sports from RTHK. Electors who have moved should update their registration particulars with the Registration and Electoral Office by the 2nd of April. You may submit your application by post, email, or fax, or online. Remember to submit address proof for change of residential address. The deadline is the same for change of functional constituency. Check your particulars on voterinfo.gov.hk. For inquiries, call 2891-1001. The government is providing free COVID-19 vaccination for all residents. Priority groups include those who are highly susceptible to infection or have increased risk. You can book online. Vaccination is being offered at community vaccination centers in 18 districts, hospitals, and designated clinics in phases.
Outreach service at Care Homes is also provided. Protect yourself and others. Get vaccinated. Book at covidvaccine.gov.hk. Take me back to when we first met in December 99 We were just kids, but even then I knew that you were not a kind You said you'd never leave me, but you didn't have a choice So we had to say goodbye Oh, I thought that I would move on, my dreaming would be all done Sleep at night But it's been a few years And my heart Hasn't changed Since you're gone You're not being craving Your love All my life Since you're gone You're not being craving Your love All my life Time would heal me, it'd be another memory, just the first one. Oh, but every girl I looked at, your eyes are looking back, and I knew we weren't done. I don't know, I don't know, but I gotta try. I don't know, but I feel it deep inside, yeah. You're on my mind. Oh, I don't know, I don't know if you feel it too. I don't know if you know that I'm meeting you. Cause I don't 